0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Practice Purchased. I'm excited to welcome Dr. Thomas Pardue as a guest to share his experience finding a practice for sale using mailers while still in the military. Dr. Pardue's example is a textbook case of the effective use of mailers to create relationships and find opportunities others won't see. The practice that Dr. Pardue references in this episode collects over a million dollars a year with 56% overhead, which means that his pre-tax pre-loan payment take-home pay would be over $400,000 a year, probably a nice little raise after the military. As you listen, pay special attention to the steps Dr. Pardue takes to effectively send out about 300 mailers and ultimately find a practice this good. Let's get to the interview. Okay, Dr. Thomas Pardue, thank you for joining us on Practice Purchase. Welcome to the podcast. Will you tell us a little bit about you, where you're at, uh, and your background and how you got to where you're at today? Absolutely, Brian.
1: Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to to speak a little bit uh, about my journey. Um, So currently, I am a Navy dentist. I graduated uh, UNC School of Dentistry in 2016. Um, I I joined the Navy shortly thereafter, completed an AEGD um, out at Camp Pendleton, California. That was uh, one year and then followed on uh, two years out there stationed. Um, just recently, last summer, moved back um, back east uh, to Paris Island, the uh, Marine Corps Recruit Depot. For some reason, I enjoy working on Marines, so uh, sticking with them uh, for my for my Navy career. And that's where I'm currently stationed. I am married. I have three kids: um, five. Uh, this takes math here. Four and uh, two months old currently.
0: Wow. And, and you're awake and you're talking to me. So <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> absolutely. So Tom, am Dr. Pardew. I'll call you Dr. Pardew. What, at what point did you know you wanted to own a practice? Was this way early before dental school? And like, what was there a catalyst? How did that work for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a great question. So I saw from a young age, the advantages of of owning your own practice and being your own boss From my dad. He's a, he's a small town lawyer. They always told me don't go into law. Um, so I, he did that advice and went the healthcare route instead. But um yeah, mostly just the, the family impact, the ability to, you know, be the, be the captain of your own schedule there um, was, was the draw for me.
0: Got it. So, you see the maximum amount of control in your career uh, being an owner, which I agree with. I think that's smart. So, tell me, tell me a little bit about your decision to go military. Uh, in, in particular, how did your military service help or hinder your goal of owning a practice?
1: Yeah. Also a great question. Um, it, it's something that's always been in the back of my mind. I always wanted to serve. Um, I just didn't know in what capacity. Um, so I kind of put it off, put it off, you know, did the track that everybody tells you you're supposed to do, went to, went to college, uh, ended up, you know, uh, deciding on this, this dentistry thing. And, uh, it was always on the back burner and one day I actually was out for a run and uh, I just kind of have an epiphany and, and said, man, what if we revisit that? Um, I think I, I don't know if I was engaged or I wasn't quite married yet, but went and, uh, and talked to my now wife and hundred percent thinking she would shoot down the idea, but said, Hey, wh- what do you think about military? Get us out of uh, our home state of North Carolina for a few years. And uh, to my surprise, she said, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's, let's go do it. It'll, it'll be a fun journey. And here I am. Um, as it pertains to how did it help or hinder um, as far as owning a business goes, there's a lot of pro like everything in life. There's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons as I see it. Um, and it depends. So it really depends on, on where you are. Um, and, and your as to what your experience is going to be. I think in general, um, from the, from my concern was that the the clinical dentistry would be limited in scope. That's still my concern. You know, there's not a lot of dentures. There's not a lot of removable. Um, but the caveat being, I think we're trained really, really well. Um, the Navy specifically has, has a lot of time. Um, you know, they, they don't lean on us to produce. They, they, you know, um, so that's an advantage and they can really invest in our training. Um, and the best I can tell it's a military doc is, is pretty well regarded on the outside as far as clinical ability goes. Um, from a business standpoint, obviously there's no exchange of money. So, uh, that's a big one. Um, we can provide the ideal treatment, you know, assuming that the patient has the time and, uh, it depends on their deployment schedule or what their operational tempo is. That's, that's really the only investment on their end. Um, but that's, that's kind of my outlook on, on how that, that works.
0: That makes sense. So I've, I've heard you tell me in the past, you feel like clinically you feel really well prepared business-wide, maybe not as much as uh, you know, someone that went out in private practice as an associate. Um, so, okay. So you maybe feel a little bit less prepared on the business side. Any other cons uh, that uh, maybe a young dental student that's thinking about the military would need to know about?
1: Um, just know what you're getting into. Um, do the research and know, the impact on your family. Um, I've absolutely loved, for the most part, um, my time in the military. And I think you know, if I were married, I probably would stay in. Um, and if I if I wasn't married, I 100% would stay in. It's a it's a really fun gig. You get to mm-hmm. do some amazing things um, and just some really surreal things that I'll never I know I'll never have the opportunity to do again. Um, but just just do your research when you sign on the dotted line. Realize that you might be away from your, your family for very extended periods of time. Um, and if you have kids, uh, for sure, make sure that that's uh, in the equation for you. Otherwise, I would encourage uh, anybody to go for it. It's, it's been a great experience for me.
0: Got it. Thank you. Okay, now, into the meat. One of the reasons why I asked you to be a guest on the podcast was, um, you know, of the dentists I've worked with in the past year or two, you're at the top or at least among the top of folks that I know that used mailers. To find a practice to buy. Now, uh-huh. I'm going to give a quick overview on kind of where you're at, because okay. full disclosure, uh, you have not closed yet on a practice. We're recording this February 2020. Um, you're in the process of closing. I see no obstacles to that happening, but technically, something could happen. Uh, so, okay. full disclosure, Doctor Pardue is not technically an owner yet, but um, you found an incredible number of options. Tell us how you did that. What was your strategy? and, and feel free to get very granular.
1: Um, so I've got a little recipe that I wrote down here and I'll just run through it uh, bullet by bullet. Um, step, step one for me is, is define your vision, define what you want um, and what you're looking for. Um, so for me specifically, I wanted a solo practice. Um, again, I kind of wanted to be the, the captain of my own ship there. Um, I, I wanted uh, not something that was too overly saturated with Medicaid. Um, PPO, fee-for-service mix would be ideal. I wasn't too picky on that. Um, and I wanted basically a turnkey situation. Um, I did not want to go in there and, uh, and have to, you know, I had a lot of offers where the selling doc wants to get to know you and wants to do a 12 month transition period. And eh, we'll see you after that. And, and that just didn't appeal to me. Um, given that I've already done five years here in the military, I feel probably wrongly, but I feel like I'm a little behind the curve. Um, so I'm, I'm very eager to go ahead and jump in. So for me, those were the big ones and yep. that's what I was looking for. And obviously you want to make sure that you can reproduce what they're doing. Um, right. Second thing that I did in, in my journey was, uh, demographics. Um, I think that's a really good baseline for the general area. So if you know you want to be in one city, makes it a lot easier. Um, if you know you want to be in the Eastern half of the country, Oh, that's going to be a, a pretty big headache. Um, for me, I was somewhere in between. So the Western half of North Carolina is, that's my hometown. Um, and so we were thinking more, more mountains, but basically I dropped a line down one of the interstates and handpicked the, uh, the, the towns that I would be interested in and did a, a Pretty exhaustive slash neurotic um, level of, of demographics research, and I still have that on hand to lean on. And uh, for me, did you those do
0: that yourself or did you hire the demographics out
1: I did once I located this practice, I, I turned to the professionals to do it okay. the right way, but for me, um, just kind of a, a bootleg version, I have a pretty big uh, spreadsheet um, that that gave me a pretty good uh, outlook for for the geographic region that I was looking.
0: How, how many cities were on that list just out of curiosity?
1: I tell you what, I can tell you specifically, I got it pulled up right here. I have about 85 cities. Wow. Okay. So this is
0: ranging from like what size to what size? So Eastern Seaboard, North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina on that list, like
1: A little bit of Northern South Carolina, a little bit of Eastern Tennessee and and basically the entire Western Western half of North Carolina.
0: Got it. Okay. Nice. All right. So and then, and then you sent some mailers out, but th- th- I'm skipping way ahead in the process. Keep going. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, um, the next thing
1: I did was contacted the, uh, North Carolina dental society and they, uh, they provided a list for a small fee. Of course, some, some mm-hmm. States I know, uh, I think Tennessee, I had a friend that sent me a list from Tennessee that was for free. So sometimes you can get that information is open source for free. Sometimes you have to pay a little bit to a dental society, but, um,
0: was yeah. that a, like a online form that you were able to fill out and pay online or did you have to correspond with someone and, and kind of make the case for why you aren't going to use it? I believe
1: it was an online form okay. um, and I don't even know if they asked for a license number or anything. Got and it. I, honestly, it was a little uh, alarming <laughs> <about> the amount of information <laughs> that they just gave you. I mean, it's a lot of times it's got addresses and that sort of thing. Um, I, I don't know that I would want that much detail in there uh, being out there for me, but, but yeah, everything what was the fee. Do you remember? For North Carolina, it was about $115.
0: Okay. All right. So, not yep. thousands, but not uh, no. you know more than date night money. Okay. Yep.
1: Yep. Got That's it. For sure. Um, so, obtained that list and man, it just made it so easy. It did a, did a sort, um, basically chopped it down uh, general dentists only, um, chopped it down. I picked an age range. I, I want to say 62 and older. I might have said it at 60 and older and you can kind of determine that based on I don't think it had date of birth, but it did have a date that they graduated or or date they were licensed in the state. And so you can sort by a few parameters like that. And um, anyways, that yielded me, I ended up mailing out 298. Um, One thing I kind of wish I would have done, but it would have taken a next level effort and, and time. Um, was to see if anybody was in a group practice or not. So I I know that I kind of looked like an idiot and sent probably five mailers to one group practice because there were five dentists there (laughs) if they met my age requirements, but that's okay. Um, so, and again, I didn't really sort it by exactly what I was looking for just for the time issue. So, um, a general solo, I kind of wish I had done that. Um, okay. Um, but moving, moving through the list and my recipe here. Um, so, Uh, around the time that I was generating this mailer, my wife wanted to do some family photos. So (laughs) looking back, that was very fortuitous. Um, I told her that I kind of wanted to repurpose her photos and and put them on a mailer, which she was, she was fine with. Um, and so we, we make sure, you know, color scheme and all that stuff kind of, kind of matched up with what I was looking for. So we did a really nice uh, photo of our family, my two kids at the time, um, on the beach out in California. And, uh, on the flip side of the mailer, I had uh, a photo of myself in in uniform with two kiddos, which I I think uh, some people got a kick out of that as well. Absolutely. Um, So, so invest in a photo. Uh, Don't, don't skimp on that. Don't just Mm -hmm. pick the crappy Facebook picture from six years ago where you looked better. Um, the next thing that I would say is, um, Number one, be very upfront with what you want. So, on, the, on one side of my mailer, um, it was very short and sweet It's Navy Dennis and NC Native seeking practice acquisition opportunity. Bullet points general solar practice, bullet point complete buyout, um, transaction period negotiable. And the next bullet point is uh, just my time frame and then my name and contact info uh, cell phone and, and, and email address. Nice. And was it buyout. your
0: cell phone and like personal email, or did you set up a separate? Um,
1: I I said, so it was my personal cell phone and then I set up a separate email, which I I now use for, for everything business. Got it. Okay. Um, So that's one
0: side. What what was on the other side of the mailer?
1: So the other side, same title, um, Navy Dennis, native Seeking Practice Acquisition Opportunity. And then that photo with myself in uniform with my kids and a letter, um, just basically introducing myself, my family, who we are, um, our, our our background story and what we're looking for and why we love that area. and I got some feedback from, from multiple people saying that they, you know, they could feel the sincerity, like they, they could tell it wasn't just another, another mailer. Um, So, so be real, write something that, that makes you a real person on that. Um, And we talked about, you know, we enjoy California, but the specifics that we miss about North Carolina and that sort of thing. And Brian, if you want to, I'll just volunteer this. If you want to put this up, by all means, if anybody wants to take a look at this, I'm happy to, to share it that as well. Yeah. yeah I will I
0: absolutely know. put that in the show notes. In fact, okay. we'll um, if your game um, I'll include it, I'll include it as a free resource on the podcast, but one of the, uh, one of the tools and I, you know what, Thomas, I think that uh, I, I had the permission before this. I think it's actually part of the course uh, that I created the practice purchase blueprint where, um, you know, I actually show like where the website is to, to go out and, and do cheap mailers, give, give right. people real mm-hmm. examples. Um, right. and, uh, yours was one of the best. And, uh, you know, I, I think folks that are listening, um, if you're curious at all, uh, go to the show notes, uh, I'll have a link to this mailer. I'm looking at it right now. There's two paragraphs on one side, a beautiful family picture on the other. And, uh, you're going to tell us about response rates here in a second. Um, but if you want that and you want to actually see like, how it gets done, um, you know, how you would generate a list, where you would go, what if you want to, you know, what if you're only sending 10 mailers, what do you do then? And, um, you know, that's all in the course. Uh, so if you're interested, check out practicepurchaseblueprint.com. But, um, oh, and, and by the way, Tom, sorry to interrupt, but, um, you know, folks that listen to this, I always like to give them a little freebie. Um, if you put the word podcast in the checkout in the promo code box, uh, you can get $100 off the course. Um, but yeah, so tell us about the response rate. You said you sent out 298 of these I did. How did it go? It, uh,
1: very well, surprisingly so actually. Um, roughly a uh, a 10% return rate um, nice. with no follow-on mailer. I know a lot of people do that. It's a great right. idea. Wow, uh, with first no, shot. No follow-on crazy. phone call. Yeah, um, so uh, I, roughly I would say, I don't know, I think I had 34, 35 responses and four or five of those, some of them were a pat on the back or saying, hey, I did this 30 years ago and and go get them kind of thing or, or somebody from the military reaching out. But um, yeah, upwards 27 or 28 were legitimate practice opportunities. Um, one thing I would <laughs> tell, tell people is make sure you have time uh, whenever, because once the, the phone calls start coming in, uh, it, is, it is quite the time commitment there for a few weeks, um, which is a good problem to have. But right. um, I would say be prepared with a list of questions. Um, so I, I generated a list of just basic info that I wanted to know, And basically I sat there with uh, introduced myself and did, you know, the niceties and sat there with uh, with open ears and and wide eyes and let them talk and let them lead. Um, Some people a hundred percent, you know, just wanted to know what I wanted to know. It's everything all over the board was, was how these conversations went. And some people um, you know, they shied away from numbers. Some were very upfront with numbers. Um, I, I would advise that you don't start with that. Um, yep. but towards the end of the conversations, typically, you know, I would, I would work through. And again, if you're interested, we can, I, I'm always happy to share that, that list of questions that I work through, but you know, the basic stuff, ops, um, procedure mix, how long they've been there, why they chose that area, what they love about that area, what they don't like about that area, uh, their story and, and just making sure it's a good fit. Um, But as far as it came to numbers, I let them lead and a lot of them would lead me right into that. And if they didn't, I would very respectfully, at the end of the, of the conversation, just request, hey, I don't want to be off-putting with this. I, I want to leave the ball in your court, 100%. Um, you're not going to offend me if you don't want to answer, but I have a few questions about numbers, if you don't mind.
0: Um, and that, your last 10 years of tax returns now. Exactly, right now,
1: yes. <laughs> um, and that seemed to go pretty well for me, actually. Um, I only had one that really shut me down and said I wanted to, to meet you in person before we do that. Everybody else was, was pretty forthcoming. They, they realized it's a
0: business transaction. So Fantastic. Ten percent of response rate. Okay, so um, quickly uh, tell us how you, how did you filter those opportunities down to now? Uh, you know we're working together, so I know the practice opportunity you're looking at. It's a it's right. an amazing opportunity, um, really al- almost unparalleled uh, in many respects. Uh, but how did you go from okay, I'm talking to twenty plus people on the phone to I, I found what I'm about to buy and I'm excited about it?
1: Right. Um, so second little bit of wisdom would be, I would, I would tell people to create a spreadsheet and, um, with your, with your set of questions that you have immediately after every phone call, do a debrief, like fill in any information that you can in your questions, fill in anything that you're afraid you're going to forget because you're going to forget everything. Um, and then I, I had a separate spreadsheet where I would, it was an active ranking system. And so, every little bullet point that I could fill in, you know, if I got production numbers, collection numbers, I would fill that in uh, location. Obviously um, one of the key things at the very end, I would, I would put how we left it. So if I said I was in California at the time. So a lot of times I would say, Hey, you know, I'll be back in six months or next summer. If you'd be amenable to it, I'd love to come visit your practice. And so that would be how we left off or I'll contact you in a month or I'll contact you, whatever it may be. Make sure you, you take notes and jot them down. Uh, but yes, I just use that as a ranking system. And so literally if I had a a really awesome conversation and, and everything looked phenomenal, I would, I would put them number two on the list, or number one on the list or, and bump somebody down. And then about 50% of the time, it would be very obvious that, that it was not the right situation for me. And I would either tell them in that very first conversation or, or shortly thereafter, hey, appreciate your time, but this is why it's not quite a, a good fit for me. And I would note that as well, just to close the loop and, uh, and not leave anything, anybody hanging out there. Um, but yeah, I, I just kept a, an active spreadsheet there uh, with a, a ranking board, for lack of a better term.
0: I love it. Uh, Step back to just a second. I know a question on a lot of uh, buyers minds that I've heard is, okay, you sent out 298 mailers. Do you recall how much that cost?"
1: Man, that's a great question. Uh, I do not. Um, So obviously the postage is going to be the biggest part of it. I I, I don't remember right now. A a few hundred dollars, I want to say. Mm -hmm. $600 $600 kind of sticks in my head, but, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, Fair enough. so I, I did it through Vistaprint. Um, and I'm, I'm sure pre- people could probably get a pretty easy quote there. Yep. Um, there's multiple services out there by all means. That's not the best one and I would, I would guard people against if you do use that one, I think they delete your information after like a month cause they don't want these big massive photos on their website. Um, so be careful with that. Um, but yeah, I, I got those printed and, um, I had some labels I purchased actually, along with that list, um, North Carolina offers to, to sell you a list of uh, mailing labels as well and, uh, trying to make the most of my time or maybe just call it laziness. Um, I purchased, I think for another hundred dollars or so, um, a fat stack of, of mailing labels. And so I just went through those, slapped them on an envelope and, and, uh, I had return addresses printed. I hand signed every letter I left a space so I could sign it. So that was a a little tiny, tiny touch of authenticity that I wanted to add. I was not going to handwrite these, all of these. I thought that'd be crazy, but given the volume, uh, but yeah, hand signed, put them, put them in an envelope. I picked, Blue, I, somewhere along the time, one of these podcasts told me that's an inviting color. So, you know, you'll see my shirt and the photo is blue. This is kind of a blue theme. And um, that was the envelope color just to be different. I didn't want it to be a minimal envelope that they might just throw in the, throw in the trash. Um, one other random aside, um, if you can put it to the attention of the doc, I would go ahead and do that. Um, kind of had a laughable moment with the practice that I'm actually uh, looking at um, in that the staff opened, opened the mailer. And so the cat was out of the bag to start with. Uh, obviously yeah, I, sh- I should have foreseen that. Um, but uh, also had a, a little kind of serendipitous moment in that apparently they open a lot of mailers and uh, and they throw them immediately in the trash. But they, they said for whatever reason, they, they liked mine, they liked the sincerity and, and they liked the photo. And so I made the cut. So the staff picked me first and then they, they sent me back to the, to the selling dock, and, and, Um, so far, so good. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Those mailing labels, they were, so they're from the, uh, North Carolina Dental Association. Did they, were they pre-printed with all the doctor's names on them or were they just-
1: Okay. They were pre-printed. Yes. With, they were on little stickies, So, yep.
0: Yeah, so somewhere yep. in your closet, there's a, a whole list of labels that you never used. Of yeah.
1: like 4,500 dentists. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, I think I gave them to my kids to use as stickers, uh, just a little go. play toy. So it's kind of an odd one there.
0: Thomas, this is fantastic information. Thank you for being so detailed. I know a lot of folks will really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd add about how other dentists can find a good practice to buy?
1: Um, I think I about covered it. Let me, let me take a quick look. Uh, yeah, I've, I've covered everything on my list here. Um, if anybody has any questions for me, by by all means, uh, try to try to find me on the interwebs. I'm happy to to answer anything. Um, but yeah, I, I think that about ran through the information I had for you today.
0: That's awesome. So Dr. Thomas Pardue, um, his mailer will be available in the show notes. Um, you know, I, as part of this, Thomas, you're, I guess your cell phone's on there. Uh, so <laughs> folks, feel ambitious. Um, if you get too many phone calls, let me know. We'll take it down. I'll add a postscript to the episode to say.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> How about, the how, about, how about we put a preference for a text? Feel there free to send me a text. I'll get back to you when I can. But yeah, I'm All happy right. to help wherever I can.
0: Well, thanks for joining today. Man, what a story. I want to run through the steps that I captured Dr. Pardue taking to find that perfect practice for sale. But as a reminder, if you want to see Dr. Pardue's mailer, you can click the link in the show notes to get those or just text the word EXAMPLES to 33777. For review, the steps Dr. Pardue took are as follows. I counted 13. Number one, he knew the practice profile he wanted. Number two, he narrowed that geography down to a specific list of towns, or 85 cities. Number three, he did a demographic search as a baseline to validate which of those cities was his best. Number four, he got a list of dentists from the state dental boards. Number five, he sorted the list to get to 298 possible practices, and he mailed those out using Vistaprint. Now, number six was the one he wished he could have done. He wished he could have sorted for group practices. But in number seven, I noticed that he included a photo. Number eight, he hand-signed each letter. Number nine, he used a blue envelope just to stand out. And then number 10, the 10% response rate he got was amazing with no follow-up. Number 11 was that he got ready to spend time talking to people for a few weeks. Twelfth, he filtered opportunities based on how those conversations went. And then finally, number 13, he kept track of the answers and follow up with people and he closed the loop when applicable. That's it. It's really not complicated, but it's also not easy. And because it's not easy, most of your peers won't do it, leaving all the good practices for you. Thanks for listening.